Welcome to the Be About Being Better podcast, where we help people make evidence-based, sustainable, small changes for their health that compound into huge shifts towards a better, more vibrant life. I'm your host, Abby Stacier, a health and life coach, future registered dietitian, a master's graduate from Columbia University, and a certified intuitive eating counselor. And I believe that we can't make lasting or meaningful change single-handedly, so I'm so happy that you're here so that together you can see that a diet-free, sustainable lifestyle is possible, and you can leverage that to live a better life. And remember my disclaimer, this podcast is meant to give you general information and it's not meant to substitute or replace medical advice, a diagnosis, or service treatment. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to stop snoozing. I get this all the time. I hear this complaint all the time that people just can't get out of bed and they're snoozing, 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 and then their morning routine is super rushed. And they basically just get up, brush their teeth, throw on some makeup, throw on some clothes, and they're running out the door. And it's so rushed. And it's not this luscious, slow morning routine that makes us feel like the main character that we're all craving, that we all want, that we all deserve. But for whatever reason, we just can't get out of bed. So if you are struggling to get out of bed and you just keep hitting snooze, I'm speaking to you today. And the first thing that I'll say is that most people assume that if they can't get up in the morning, then, you know, it's their fault. They don't have enough willpower or whatever. No. And it really doesn't have much to do with your morning. We'll talk about a couple tips for you to do in the morning. But if you want to stop snoozing, you need to focus on your evening routine because most of the time it's an evening routine problem. Now, when it comes to evening routines, everyone's, you know, evening looks different than everyone's evening looks different depending on the day. But the three main things that I see that keep people up at night that then lead to poor quality or quantity sleep, making it harder to get up in the morning so you just keep snoozing are one of three things. Number one, people are eating or drinking too close to bed. Now, when you eat or drink too close to bed, especially if it's, you know, food with calories in it, food is energy. Calories are energy. So that's waking your system up. And especially if you're adding something to your system that your body needs to digest, your body's going to prioritize digesting versus repairing, consolidating memories and like just doing everything that it does during sleep because it needs to focus on digestion. And you don't digest as well when you're laying down and, and sleeping. So it's not great. And it's harder to fall asleep when you're literally waking yourself up by giving yourself energy. So I'm not saying you need to stop eating at a certain time at night, but you want to try as best you can. I know people have different schedules and stuff, but at least an hour before bed to not have anything other than water, maybe a cup of tea or something, but um, yeah, not have anything with with calories in, at least like about an hour before bed. Another thing that is pretty common is that people are on their phone or looking at screens, whether they're on their phone, scrolling through TikTok or social media, or if they're watching a show on TV, that blue light, looking at the screens is waking us up and it's stimulating you. It's very hard to fall asleep and get good quality sleep and good quantities of sleep when you are staring at screens. You really, if you're someone that is just constantly falling asleep to the TV, 
um, and you're doing it for the noise, definitely get a noise machine instead or try something different. But if you're doing it because you're just used to watching a show before bed, try watching a show at a different time, not when you're like trying to fall asleep because you don't know like the quality of sleep that you're missing. So it really is impacting you more than you realize. Even if it's something that's in your routine, I know it's hard to, to change something that's a habit, but it really will lead to better sleep and then help you to get up in the morning. So we really want to stop looking at screens. We really want to unplug at least an hour before bed as well. And then the other culprit that I see that is leading to poor sleep quality and quantity, and that's making people snooze continuously in the morning, is that people are working too close to bed. So again, they're too stimulated. It's like you can't just finish up work, finish up studying, slam your laptop shut, and then go brush your teeth and go to bed. It's like, no, we need time to wind down. And we need about an hour. So an hour before bed, is ideally when we should be unplugged from our phones and any screens. That is also when we should not eat anything, at least try, just to aid in digestion and really wind down. And that's also when we should stop working as well. If you can stop working sooner, that would be great. Um, But at least an hour before bed, that's when we should stop work, stop the screen time, and close down the kitchen. And that will help you to have better quality and quantity sleep, especially if you are optimizing that last hour. So I talked about this in my main character morning routine episode, which I'll link in the show notes. But I want to reiterate it here that an evening routine ideally would have two parts. The first part of your evening routine should be when you are doing everything to prep for the next day, laying out anything for your morning routine, packing anything for that next day that you need. So you're packing up your lunch, you're packing your snacks, you're refilling your water bottle, you are laying out your clothes, you're laying out your workout clothes. If you're working out, you're laying out your work clothes whatever you're wearing after, you're making decisions about how you're going to wear your hair. You're going to make decisions about what the flow of your morning is going to look like. You're tidying up, you're cleaning out the sink. Like You're doing all of the things that you need to do to make the next day easier for yourself. Kind of those like checklist to-do list items, organizational things. Once you're done with that, I find that that's a really good time to transition and like fully unplug. Okay. I finished everything for tomorrow. All my responsibilities are done. So now I can turn inward and focus on myself. This is when I unplug and I stop work fully. That's when I get off my phone fully. And that's normally when I'm done eating because that's, I kind of finish all of those things about an hour before bed. So that's when I would suggest your last hour to do something that would pour back into yourself, something that would refill your cup, refill your pitcher so that you can pour into the glasses of others tomorrow and something that would really recharge you and also help wind you down. This is going to look different for everyone. Sometimes it helps and is really relaxing to light a candle, have a cup of tea, meditate, journal, read a book, listen to some sounds or some music, something that can help wind you down is something that would be very relaxing. Maybe it's taking a bath or something like that. Something that would help wind you down. And you really need to give yourself that time so that you can ease into sleep. Because if you're falling asleep so quickly, like within 
three to five minutes of putting your head on the pillow, that you're exhausting yourself too much. It should take about 10 to 15 minutes for you to fully fall asleep. That's normal. So if you're, as soon as your head hits the pillow, you're passing out, you are driving yourself to exhaustion and you need to reevaluate your lifestyle and especially your evening routine and how you're winding down and choosing to recharge. So if you're someone that can't stop snoozing and can't get out of bed in the morning for the life of you, you need to first evaluate your evening routine and see which one of these things you're doing that would be an opportunity for growth. Do you need to close down the kitchen sooner? Do you need to focus on eating more during the day so that you're not eating as much right before you want to go to bed? Do you need to be a little bit more disciplined and not scrolling on TikTok and not watching TV before bed? Do you need to invest in a sound machine or find a meditation app with sounds that you enjoy? Or do you need to figure out how to not work so close before you need to go to bed? You know, do you need to reevaluate your productivity and your study habits? This is something I do with clients all the time, figuring out how they could be more efficient with their work. And do you need to be staying up so late to do work? Is there another time to do that? Are those tasks um, even expected of you. One of my clients was staying up until midnight doing work for her job. And I asked her, I'm like, are these tasks required for the next day? And she was like, oh no, these things are just kind of extra or stuff that I could, I could do the next day or stuff that I, you know, didn't do earlier because I either took a longer lunch or I got distracted or I just had a lot of meetings that day. And it's like, okay, if these things aren't immediately required, And if there's things that we could do to shape up your productivity, kind of shave down some time, allow you to be more efficient, to get more done in less time earlier on in the day, then we should do that. And that's what we should focus our coaching sessions on so that it frees up your evening and you can actually unplug and go to bed and wind down and give back to yourself. So that might be you too. We might need to figure out, okay, what can we change about your work habits and your productivity habits so that you don't work so closely to bed? So those would be the three things that I would evaluate. And then I would take that next step and look at, okay, what's in that first part of my routine, that checklist, how can I best prepare for the next day? And then let me write down a couple of things. What makes sense for me? What would actually be effective in winding me down and what would actually be relaxing as I head to bed? And then that will help you ease into sleep and get the best quality and quantity sleep that you can. So that's what we can do in the evening. And then there are things that you can do in the morning that can help stop your snooze. The first thing is you need to stop setting multiple alarms because when you hear that first one go off and you know that you have three other alarms or another one that's going to come after that to save you, you're not going to be motivated to get out of bed. So we got to stop with the multiple alarms and just have one alarm. So you have that one chance to get up. And if you miss that, you know, that alarm, most of the time we know, okay, we only set the alarm. So I really need to get up and really need to focus on this. Or you know, sometimes you sleep through that one alarm and you don't have a backup. And if that makes you late for work, if that makes you late for class, like, Sometimes you have to learn that lesson and go through that to have it be a real routine shift. Like, wow, I really need to make some change because I can't afford to go through that again. Or that just did not feel good and can't go through that again. So sometimes that routine jolt can kind of judge things up and really get you to see like, okay, I really need to change my routine and, and get up. 
especially if you've been doing all the things in the evening routine, having that jolt in the morning can be helpful. And to not have that lifeline for yourself. So you really just need to have one alarm. Then as you're practicing this, it is very helpful to leave your phone away from your bed. I know that it's jarring. I know that it's cold in your room. I know that you don't want to get out of bed, but it does help and it does get easier. And you don't have to leave your phone away from your bed forever. Our bodies are so adaptable. So once your body gets used to waking up at that time, then you'll be able to trust yourself to leave your phone closer again and you won't be continuing to press snooze and you'll be able to get up. Now, there are some people that, you know, they turn off their phone alarm and then they go back to bed and they take their phone with them. It doesn't solve the problem. But that's where I would go to, okay, are we doing the things in the evening routine? Are we setting multiple alarms? You know, what, what else are we doing? Like we got to kind of employ multiple of these tips to really help us get up in the morning. I also think it's helpful, and some of our clients have found this helpful over the years, to leave a glass of water or leave a glass of water and like an emergency packet next to their phone in the morning. So, Because if we stay up for like seven to 10 seconds, it gives our brain and our body a chance to actually wake up in the morning to register, hi, it's the morning and I really need to get up and I don't want to snooze again. So Sometimes drinking something can just wake our system up and signal to our body like, okay, we're not going back to bed. We're kind of moving on with our day. So if you leave a glass of water, maybe an emergency packet to give yourself a different taste and also some vitamin C, that can be helpful to wake your body up in the morning and prevent you from snoozing. It also might be helpful to, sometimes I suggest this to clients. I don't know if it's 100% helpful, but sometimes... You just need something to disrupt the routine. So sometimes changing your ringtone and your alarm sound for the morning can be helpful because it would be like, oh, that sounds different. What is that? Make sure that it's one that you'll actually wake up to. But sometimes we just need to like change something, zhuzh up the routine to, you know, not, not be on autopilot. And that can bring more awareness and make it easier to get up in the morning. So changing the sound can be helpful. And then also maybe leaving a sticky note, a little post-it note on your phone that maybe says a message to yourself that you would respond to. Like, girl, you got to get up. Um, Or like, you deserve a luscious morning. Like, or write down your goals about like why it's important for you to work out or write the three words that you want to feel walking into your first commitment of the day that if you do your morning routine and you get up for it and you complete it, you will feel this way. If you put clear, confident, empowered, at peace, collected, prepared, if you put some of those words on a sticky note on your phone, number one, as you're reaching over to your phone to like fumble with it in the morning to hit the alarm to stop, you're going to have to work through that sticky note. And you're probably going to be like, what is this sticky note on my phone? You might not remember that you put it there. And you're like, oh yeah. So that gives you a couple extra seconds because if we can get ourselves for like seven to 10 seconds, if we can get ourselves awake for seven to 10 seconds, that can be enough time for us to register that we're awake and we don't want to go back to sleep. We don't want to snooze. The quicker that we hit the snooze, the more likely we are to just fall back asleep. So we need that seven to 10 second window to like register that we're waking up. So if you put a little sticky note on your phone, no one that can kind of confuse you. And hopefully when you lean over, maybe you'll see what the words say and like read 
that to yourself and be like, oh yeah, that's why I decide. That's why I set my alarm for this time. That's why I laid out my clothes the night before because I am really committed to my morning routine. Because if I do this meditation, if I do this journaling, if I do this workout, if I sit down and have breakfast and have like a lush morning with myself, I know that I'm going to feel like the main character. I know that I'm going to walk into work. I'm going to walk into class feeling confident, empowered, clear, prepared, feeling how I want to feel and not just like so rushed and stressed and frantic and we don't like 2023. We don't want to be having frantic girl energy anymore. It's just not the vibe. This is our main character era. So it's important that you are setting yourself up for success and we got to stop the snooze so that you can do things in the morning that would generate those main character feelings for yourself. So definitely go to the show notes and listen to my main character morning routine episode. Again, it's one of our most popular episodes. And I think we got to like revisit our routines every new season quarterly, at least every six months to ensure that we're doing things in the morning that make us feel like the main character and that we're not getting too routine with it and too on autopilot. We want to be intentional to it. So we want to bring that intentionality and really getting the most out of our morning routine as possible. And the way that we do that is by getting good quality and quantity sleep. Because if you're well-rested, it will be easier for you to get up in the morning So we need to focus on the evening routine, what's hindering us from getting good quality and quantity sleep. Is it that we're not closing down the kitchen? Is that we're working too much close to bed? Or is it the screen time? And you know your life best. So you know what you need to do moving forward to change things. And you are I'm sure you're already thinking of a million ideas of what you need to, I know I'm speaking directly to you today. You know exactly what you need to do moving forward and what action steps to take. And what things you need to try. And if you need more accountability with this, if you need more tips, if you need more support, then definitely take our quiz and see which one of our health coaching programs can be for you. And if it's the Academy, we got a couple spots left and I would love to support you. Those are the clients that I work with the most closely. They get the most customization, the most support, the most community, and would love to support you uh, on your goals. So definitely, you know, there's some links in the show notes, more about the Academy. You can see if it's for you um, and take our quiz too. If you're not sure if the Academy is for you, but you're maybe considering one of our other programs, definitely take the quiz and that will direct you and put you, put you in the right direction. And as always, my DMs are open. Thanks for listening. And I hope that y'all get good sleep and I'll talk to you soon. Hey y'all, thanks again for listening to the Be About Being Better podcast. I so appreciate you. If this episode made you laugh, smile, think about yourself or your life differently, in any way making your life better, I empower you to share this show with three people who, just like you, need to hear this message and have this type of transformation in their lives. I personally read all the reviews of the show and see the Instagram story shares and honestly gives me so much joy to see that our mission is making people's lives better and the reviews really do help in increasing our impact so thank you so much for taking the time to do that if you need personalized support with anything discussed in today's episode or need help creating a sustainable diet-free lifestyle take my quiz it's linked below in the show notes and that quiz will help you see which one of our coaching programs is right for you thank you so much again for listening and here's to being about being better